Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio.
now.
Well, good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to our Tuesday night broadcast of Fair International Radio. I'll be your host tonight, Sean Holmberg. We're going to have a lot of worship, some prayer, intercession, seeking the face of God together tonight. You know, the Bible says in Jeremiah, call unto me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things you know not of. Sorry for the noise. I'm just actually getting into my house. So call unto me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things you know not of. The thing we know for certain is that he's a God that cannot lie. The Bible says that I am convinced that what he has started, he will complete until the day of Christ. You know, regardless of what your situation may be, regardless of what's going on in your life, what's been going on in your week or, you know, anything else. It doesn't change who he is. Never changes our situations, never change who God is. Never changes his power, his authority, never changes his word, which is eternal. It says in the beginning, in John 1, in the beginning was the Word. You know, it says everything that was created in heaven and in earth. All things were created by Him and for Him. Everything made to give glory to the one true God, to the Lamb, Jesus Christ. We're coming up pretty soon on Easter, which I believe is only two weeks from now. And everybody will start having Easter celebrations and, you know, if, at least if you're in America, that means Easter egg. The Lord willing, one of these uh, nights will actually get into the book of Hebrews and talk about the Passover lamb and the sacrifice and the depth of the mystery of Christ Jesus, which the Bible says was hidden from the ages, you know, my in church on Sunday, my pastor said something um, pretty amazing. Um, he said that you know we we read the Bible and we hear about Adam and Eve and how they sinned and you know um, God forgave their sins and covered it and then you know then there was the flood and on and on throughout history and. You know, the sin of man and God um, forgiving man. And then finally, knowing that the blood of bull and goats could never take away sin, he sent his own son to die on behalf of man that all of us could have eternal life through him. Not only having our sins forgiven, 
but having our sin removed, having the guilty conscience cleansed by his blood through the washing of the water of his word. And, you know, we all think that we get to the point where we think that, well, the uh, death and resurrection of Jesus was something, it was like an afterthought, that God had no other option. And that was what happened. But, you know, the truth is, it was always God's plan to offer salvation, to offer eternal life, to demonstrate his own love toward us. As the scripture says, that he demonstrated his own love toward us, that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. While we were still living in sin, he came to everyone at some point. And I believe um, that he continually, um, from the time we're young, continually enters into our lives um, through people, through people's prayers, to reveal himself to us. So we're going to play a little bit more worship, get into some of the scriptures. If you need prayer tonight, um, give us a call. Our call-in number is 619-638-8458, and we would be happy to pray for you. You can also email us at international at gmail.com.
starting in, this is Revelation chapter 2. He said, To the angel of the church of Ephesus write, These things says him who holds the seven stars in his right hand, who walks in the midst of the seven golden lampstands. I know your works, your labor, your patience, and you cannot bear those who are evil. And you have tested those who say they are apostles and are not, and have found them liars. And you have persevered and have patience, and you have labored for my name's sake, and have not become weary. Nevertheless, I have this against you, that you have left your first love. Remember, therefore, from where you have fallen. Repent and do the first works, or else I will come to you quickly and remove your lampstand from its place, unless you repent. But this you have, that you hate the deeds of, I don't even know how to pronounce the name of this, the Nicolaitans, which I also hate. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To him who overcomes, I will give to eat from the tree of life, which is in the midst of the paradise of God. So, you know, I was um, in church this last Sunday, and, you know, we have a small church, and um, only about 100 people or so in it, and, you know, I'm sitting in the back and uh, of the church, and I can't help but just look around at the people that are in the church. And, you know, wherever you go in the world, there's always, you know, the people who you think, oh, wow, they're, they're, those guys are great. And then you see other people, and you're like, well, they're ordinary or whatever. And, you know, something he continually reveals to me about the people in this world is that, you know, Jesus never sat with the righteous. He never sat with the well-to-do people. He always sat with the sinners. And he said, I haven't called, come for the well, but come for the sick. You know, it's always the outcast, all those people that the world hates that he comes to. You know, we talk about returning to our first love. You know, when you first get saved and you're filled with the Holy Spirit, there's a passion that just emerges from inside of you. This desire and this hunger and this thirst. You know, the Bible talks about having a hunger and thirst for the righteousness of God. But there's also a hunger and thirst for the things of God. There's a hunger and thirst for His presence. There's a hunger and thirst to hear His Word. To know that everywhere you are, He's there, or you're continually going about your day, and you have a song of joy and a song of worship on your lips. You know, we talk about worship a lot because, you know, worship is one of the ways we commune with God where we present to Him offerings of praise. If not for any other reason than just because He is the Lamb, who was slain before the foundation of the world. He, Jesus is the Lamb that is the only person worthy to open up the scrolls. He alone is seated at the right hand of God, where it says a countless number, innumerable amounts, will sing, Holy, Holy, Holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. 
You know, I heard someone say once that even if the Lord decided to slay him, to cast him into the pit of hell, he would still worship him because of who he is. There's this love of the Father, and through that love of the Father, the love of the Son, through the love of the Son, the love of all the people in the world that he's created. For far too often we forget that every person we run into, every person we see, from the most noble person to the most generous person to a drug dealer or a murderer, it makes no difference. You know, the Bible says all have sinned and fallen short the glory of God. There's none different. We're saved by righteousness and righteousness alone, not by our works. And the same blood that he shed on Calvary 2,000 plus years ago applies to me, to you, our neighbors, every person we run into, every person who's living, every person who's breathing, those who haven't been born yet to our children, regardless of what's going on. You know, the times when you're, he has to deal with me a lot is that, you know, I have four kids and for any of you parents out there, you know how frustrating your kids can be at times they can do something or whatever and you just want to pull your hair out or, but he continually has to remind me to see them through his eyes that even my children are his children, even my children are his special creation that he has chosen, foreordained plans for them to inherit eternal life. And they don't all understand the concept of eternal life. You know, we Christians who have been saved for a long time, most of us can't, us can't comprehend eternal life. They don't understand the ramifications of the Passover, how in the past, in the days when the temple still stood, that a high priest would have to go in once a year to offer a sacrifice for the sins of the people, and how year after year, to atone for sins, the high priest would enter in only one man being allowed to enter in to the presence of the Most High God. They don't understand that yet. They will. They don't understand that Jesus, in the fulfillment and the fullness of the times, God sent His own Son in the likeness of sinful man, become sin for us. And when I say to become sin for us, he was without spot, without blemish, got upon the cross by the will of the Father, and took upon himself all of sin, so that sin itself could be crucified in the flesh, so that the power of death, hell, and the grave would have dominion no longer on those who call upon the name of the Lord. And it's not just the special, because he said, whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. 
but you know, my children don't know all the logistics. They don't know all the scriptures. All I know is that Jesus died for their sins, and that's it. All I know is that there is this God out there who's beyond comprehension. They can walk outside. They can see the stars. Nowadays, with technology, they can surf the Internet and see countless galaxies and planets and, you know, signs and amazing things in the heavens. And they don't understand the science behind it. They don't understand how big the universe really is. But they know he made it. And so he's bigger than all of that. And so their worship is so pure because there's no hidden motives. There's no, you know, God, I really had to pay my rent this week, so let me get in here and spend some time with you. There's no, you know what, I need to go to church because it's the right thing to do. There's just God. There's just Him. And all of us, at some point, will be faced with being in that place of entering in to His presence, whether it's nightly or daily or, you know, once a week, once a month, where we all will step into His presence with as much time as we allow for Him to come before Him and to worship Him, not because we expect anything, but we're believing for everything. Believing for everything, not in how much He's going to enrich our lives, but that He is the enrichment, enrichment of our lives. And that everything else comes with it. When you marry a king, the entire kingdom belongs to you. But you're not marrying, people don't marry a king for the kingdom, they marry the king for the king. And you know, we have been bought with a price, purchased with his blood, considered children of the Most High God, where it says that we have been adopted into the family of heaven, grafted in to the tree, grafted in to his family, set apart, delivered from the world, translated into the kingdom of the son of his love, In everything, all the blessings, all the, what some people would say rewards, all the benefits are there automatically. It's just a matter of if you believe it or not. It's just a matter of whether you call upon it or not. It's just a matter if you're willing to agree with God on the things that he's already declared about your life. You know, the Bible says, choose this day who you will serve. And, you know, the lesson for these times is not just choose this day whom you will serve. It's 
choose whose words do you want to believe. Do you want to live your life believing what you feel, what you think, believing just what you hear around you? Do you want to trust your environment and trust, you know, trust your emotion, trust gossip, trust the news? Or do you want to live your life with your feet planted on a rock, rooted and grounded in the love of God, which passes knowledge, being clothed with the armor of God, having faith as your shield, where it says you can quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. Choose this day which way you'll go. Your entire life will become affected by what you believe. The Bible says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. And out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth speaks. So the things that you're speaking, the things that you're declaring over your life, over your friends, over your family, over the people on the street, demonstrate the deep contents of your heart. And if you believe him, if you trust him, then the things coming out of your mouth will be things of righteousness, things of praise, things of honor, things of faith, things of love, most of all. Where continually out of your mouth is that new song of worship to him who sits upon the throne. Not just because of who or what he's done, but because of who he is. So we're entering into the Easter season where we celebrate the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ, the death of our Lord and resurrection, because even death couldn't hold him. And the Bible says to walk in the newness of life. Lord, reveal your word to us. Oh, great Father, Jesus, you who are worthy of all the honor and praise. Lord Jesus, reveal to us. Reveal your identity to us. He said that you are the shepherd and we are your sheep and we hear your voice. Father, open our ears that we can hear you clearly. Holy Spirit of God, forgive us for neglecting you. We ask that you would lead us into the paths of righteousness. Lead us beside the still waters anoint our heads with oil and fill us with your joy and your peace so that our cup can run over Father that we could become the blessing in the lives of those around us not with money or anything physical but with the truth of the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ the one true shepherd, the one true king, 
the Most High. Father, that you would baptize us tonight with fire. Lord, that that fire of hunger, the fire of thirst for you would consume us. Your word declares that you are an all-consuming fire.
going to read some from Isaiah for a minute. You know, just a preface to this, talking about who he is and the love of God. You know, it talks about the mystery of Christ Jesus being revealed in these last times, the mystery of who he is and who he was and who he is going to be. And But there was another mystery, which was the height and the depth of the love of God being revealed, the amazing riches of his love which from the beginning is displayed through the scriptures. So this is Isaiah 54. It says, this is, you know, before the Lord Jesus Christ, um, when they were still under the law. But this is the Father speaking of his salvation and his forgiveness and his love. But it says, Sing, O barren, you who have not born, break forth into singing and cry aloud, you who have not labored with child, for more the children of the desolate than the children of the married woman, says the Lord. Enlarge the place of your tent, and let them stretch out the curtains of your dwelling. Do not spare, lengthen your cords, and strengthen your stakes, for you shall expand to the right and to the left. And your descendants will inherit the nations and make the desolate cities inhabited. You know, just to stop for a second. You know, someone said once that all Christians need to get in the habit of dreaming for the Lord to do great things, to believe for big things, or to pray, or to dream for big things. And then you pray, and you pray for the Father, agreeing upon His Word to fulfill His Word in your life. And you pray big, and then you turn around, and after you've prayed, the next course of action is to expect big, to expect that He's faithful to fulfill His Word. And in our lives, we need to learn to expand the borders of our hearts, to expand our expectation for what the Lord can do for those who believe, for those who call upon His name that he is a God who answers prayers, regardless of how small or how big your need from the Lord is. He is all-sufficient. Paul said, his grace is sufficient, and his strength is made perfect in our weakness. It says in verse 4, Do not fear, for you will not be ashamed, neither be disgraced. For you will not be put to shame, for you will forget the shame of your youth, and will not remember the reproach of your widowhood any more. For your Maker is your husband, and the Lord of hosts is his name, and your Redeemer is the Holy One of Israel, the Lord Jesus. He is called the God of the whole earth. For the Lord has called you like a woman forsaken and grieved in spirit. Like a youthful wife when you were refused, says your God. For a mere moment I have forsaken you, but with great mercies I will gather you. With a little wrath I hid my face from you for a moment, but with everlasting kindness I will have mercy on you, says the Lord your Redeemer. For this is like the waters of Noah to me, 
For as I have sworn that the waters of Noah would no longer cover the earth, so I have sworn that I would not be angry with you nor rebuke you. For the mountains shall depart and the hills be removed, but my kindness shall not depart from you, nor shall my covenant of peace be removed, says the Lord who has mercy on you. O you afflicted one, tossed with tempest and not comforted, behold, I will lay your stones with colorful gems, and lay your foundations with sapphires. I will make your pinnacles of rubies and your gates of crystals and all your walls of precious stones. All your children shall be taught by the Lord and great shall be the peace of your children and righteousness you shall be established. You shall be far from oppression for you shall not fear and from terror for it shall not come near you. Indeed, they shall surely assemble but not because of me. Whoever symbols against you shall fall for your sake. Behold, I have created the blacksmith who blows the coals into the fire, who brings forth an instrument for his work, and I have created the spoiler to destroy. No weapon formed against you shall prosper, and every tongue which rises against you in judgment you shall condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is from me, says the Lord. You know, if you go down to verse 55, it says, Everyone who thirsts, come to the waters. And you who have no money, come, buy, and eat. Yes, come, buy wine and milk without money and without price. Why do you spend your money for what is not bread, and your wages for what does not satisfy? Listen carefully to me and eat what is good, and let your soul delight itself in abundance. Incline your ear and come to me. You know, Jesus said to the woman at the well, he said, if you knew the gift of God, you would ask, and I would give you water, springing up to eternal life. There's so many things in this world that people use to satisfy the hunger that can only be filled by the Lord Jesus Christ trying to buy peace that can't be bought because, you know, there's peace in the presence of the Lord. You know, we like sheep need to humble ourselves, turn our ears toward him so we can hear him, hear what he's saying, not turn our ears and our faces away from him. It says, here and your soul, your soul shall live, and I will make an everlasting covenant with you, the sure mercies of David. Indeed, I have given him as a witness to the people, a leader and commander for the people. Surely you shall call a nation you do not know, and nations who do not know shall run to you. Because of the Lord your God and the Holy One of Israel, for he has glorified you. Seek the Lord while he may be found, and call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way, and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him return to the Lord, and he will have mercy on him, and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. He said, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. 
for as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven, and do not return there, but water the earth, and make it bring forth and bud, so that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please, and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. You know, the Lord has spoken a word over all of us, which is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Clear that we are the head and not the tail. He said that we're above and not believe. He said that we are seated in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. He said we've been blessed with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. You know, these aren't the words of man, but the words of the Most High God. You know, Paul said in Second Corinthians chapter 4, it says, Therefore, since we have this ministry, as we have received mercy, we do not lose heart. But we have renounced the hidden things of shame, not walking in craftiness or handling the word of God deceitfully, but by manifestation of the truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. But even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing, whose minds the God of this age has blinded, who do not believe, least the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine on them. For we do not preach ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord, and ourselves, your bondservants, for Jesus' sake. For it is the God who commanded light to shine out of darkness, who has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. He said, But we have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. We are hard-pressed on every side, yet we're not crushed, plexed, but not in despair, persecuted, but not forsaken, struck down, but not destroyed, always carrying about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life of Jesus may also be manifested in our body. For we who live who are always delivered to death for Jesus' sake, that the life of Jesus may be manifested in our mortal flesh. And it says in verse 13, 13, it says, And since we have the same spirit of faith, according to what is written, I believed, and therefore I spoke. We also believe, and therefore speak, knowing that he who raised up the Lord Jesus will also raise us up with Jesus, and will present us with you. In verse 16, Therefore we do not lose heart, even though our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen, things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. You know, um, I had a talk with my pastors just the other day, and um, he was bringing up um, someone that he had um, led to the Lord that we all went to high school with, and, you know, he got word that just a few years ago, the person he led to the Lord had died, 
And, you know, we know that, you know, people die. All the time, every day, every minute, every second in this world, someone dies because there's no guarantee of how long you're going to live. You know, the Bible says that all flesh is like grass. Our life is but a vapor and then it's gone. But we are eternal and have an eternal home prepared for us. Those who choose not to listen, those who choose not to serve him, those who choose to walk the other way by their own choice will be granted the ability to live for eternity without his presence, although it won't be what they expect. And, you know, that's how important that declaring the gospel is. It's how important living the gospel is. And living and believing what his word declares so that you can walk in a place of authority and you can walk in a place of power not based on how awesome you are or I am or Chris or anybody else but based on the revelation that he is our God based on the revelation that Jesus said that all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me and I send you out you know he said preach the gospel heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead Freely you have received, freely give. And you know the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God. We freely have received, freely had people pray for us. And freely we must, we need to be convinced, persuaded, urged, and it needs to be burning in our spirits. That if we're not out preaching and declaring the gospel, we need to be interceding on our needs and on our faces for the Lord to deliver the nations for the Lord to send laborers into the fields for the harvest is ripe because any minute the person you don't talk to could be their last and you know not out of fear do I say this but out of love for them for you to always be ready in season and out of season to preach the gospel, to give an account of the God that you have entrusted your life with to those who may ask, that you may live as that light set upon a hill, walking in peace, walking in righteousness, walking in joy, walking in love. You know, something me and the Lord have been going back and forth on is, you know, there's all these people who want to pervert the gospel. And even more, as the day draws near, it becomes more and more apparent that the spirit of the world, the enemy, is trying to pervert the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ to declare that those who serve him are foolish. And, you know, the Lord started talking to me about love. 
and that seeing people, even those people who would want to remove the gospel, how the only difference between them and myself is a little revelation, a little voice being heard, where he said, this is the way, walk ye in it, where he said, here I am, here's what I've done. That's the only difference. And so, continually, my heart is being pulled to intercede not just for the people who are in the remote places of Africa and Russia and China and not just, you know, the homeless and not just, you know, the people we always, who are like the intercessory um, poster people, but to continually intercede and pray and to pour out the love of God to everyone, including those who don't want it for the people who don't want anything to do with God are the ones who more than likely have never really experienced the love of God. Because of as many lessons as I've learned in my life in the 20 plus years I've been serving Him is that when you have an encounter with Him Nothing will ever be the same. Once you come face to face with the Lord, when you hear His voice for the first time for yourself, something inside of you changes. There's this piece of you that's being molded and shaped. The Bible says that He has written on us, just like the Scripture declares He wrote on the tablets of the Ten Commandments. It says, not only that we're vessels, but he says we're living epistles written not on tables of stone, but on tables of flesh. That is the heart. He has literally taken his finger and wrote on our hearts faithfulness. I am faithful. Wrote in our hearts loved, that we're accepted wrote in our hearts that we're delivered, wrote in our hearts that we're righteous based on what Jesus has done. And so once you receive the revelation of who he is, then nothing can ever be the same again because your eyes are open. But yet there's so many out there in the world in politics who completely oblivious to who he is. They hear the commotion and they see the people running and they just laugh it off as foolishness because they don't know the power of God. But then every minute someone else departs from this life and goes into the next. And the question is, who is it? Is it the person on your street? Is it the person down the road? Is it the teacher at your school? And so continually we need to find ourselves a place of intercession and a place of prayer. 
in a place of readiness to cry upon the Lord, to declare his righteousness to the the nations, to declare his salvation to the nations, to declare that his word is true, that he is long-suffering, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. You may ask, well, how do I know that it's God's will for this person or this person to be saved? Because he said, not willing that any should perish, but all should come to repentance. He said, whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. doesn't matter if they're on their deathbed. doesn't matter if they're behind prison serving a life sentence. doesn't matter who it is. It could be the drug dealer on the street. It could be your worst enemy. But everyone needs the Lord. Everyone needs to know Him and to know the love of Christ. So, Father, I know that time's running out on the show, but, Father, I would ask that you would enlarge the borders of our hearts. Father, that you would give us new eyes and new ears to hear what your word is saying in these times. Father, forgive us of all of our sins. Forgive us for stubbornly refusing to acknowledge your will and your ways in our life. Forgive us for listening to the voice of the enemy and not your word. Father, we choose to live our lives according to the knowledge of what your word declares over us. Father, that we are your children, Lord, accepted in the beloved. Father, when we desire that you would bring the rest of them in. For you said that there are other sheep who are not of this fault. Father, and we declare your love for those other sheep. Father, we declare your salvation for those other sheep. Father, we declare your righteousness and your goodness and your mercy for the other sheep out there, Lord, who do not know you yet. Father, that your salvation would be known from one corner of the earth to the other. Father, that you would raise up missionaries. Father, raise up evangelists, raise up prophets and preachers, Lord, to declare the name of the Lord Jesus Christ in the streets and in the cities. Father, in the countrysides, Father, in the jungles and remote villages, Lord, that you would send men and women to declare the love of God. Father, that you would cause our mouths, Lord, to be filled with your words. Lord, cause our heart to overflow with the love of Christ. Father, that this river that you have placed inside of us would bring life to the people around us. Father, forgive us for speaking curses and death upon anybody, Lord. Father, and that our mouths would only speak blessing, Father. They would only speak your love for the world to the nations. Father, and open our hearts to receive the revelation of who you are. Father, that we can come into the place of knowing you, Jesus, as we come upon this Easter season. 
Father, we know the truth. That you died for our sins. That you rose from the dead. Father, let us understand. Great your love is for us. Let us know and comprehend the victory that we already have in Christ Jesus.
And it's just you and me here now. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.